When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. This is a production of ITM Media. Hello to all the race fans out there in the Marbles Nation, whether this is your first time listening to Into Marbles or now your 78th time listening to Into Marbles. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you have joined us this week. Uh, Going to shift some change of stuff around here, I guess you could say, Preston, before we get too far into the show. We'll explain more into that, but how you doing, buddy? Tired. Tired. How's work? Work is work. It's It's good. It's good. Nothing's wrong. Once, once, Training is good. Once 24 hours starts, it'll be kind of yeah, back to normal Yeah, I'm to kind of get back into the, the flow of things again, I guess. Yeah, you I hear say, you, man. So. But how, how else is everything going? How's life? Oh, uh, it's good. Just like it just feels busy, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, I guess because of the transition and all this other stuff right. going on. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, it's weird working eight to four for two weeks doing training. You feel tired when you get home. Yeah, and, and then you get the whole time change thing didn't really help either. No, I, you know what's like weird on um. So as you know, I'm not I'm somebody that doesn't really get a lot of sleep. Anyways, I'm very bad at getting a lot of sleep, and even if I feel like I get enough sleep, I still wake up a lot in the, in the middle of the night. Saturday night came and I was in bed and asleep by like nine thirty, which is like totally unheard of in my realm. Like yeah, way unheard of. So even last night. Uh, I don't know. Just the past few nights have just been like going to bed early, which is weird. Feeling very tired. I think the time change is just just messing everything up. Yeah, time changes just do that, man. 
That's weird. <laughs> but I will say one thing. Time change is like, you know, we're recording here on Monday. It's weird. I got up this morning and I left out the door a couple minutes earlier because I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I need to do that. And I get out to like to the first major intersection and there's like nobody there. It's like 7.05 in the morning. And I'm like, hmm. did the time change like mess everything up? Because <laughs> like I got to work like 15 minutes earlier than usual. Yeah, there's like no traffic whatsoever. I was like, man, time change must have messed everybody up or something. Yeah, maybe so, it did. I don't man. know what's going on around here, but <laughs> yeah, but we got some uh, big changes here at In the Marbles. Instead of releasing the show on Thursday, we're going to release it earlier. The mindset behind that is once Thursday starts coming around, you're getting ready for the next race of the se- of the you know season. So, for instance, last week we did a Las Vegas race review at thursday but nobody cares about that by that point we're ready for phoenix at that point so now we're going to move the dates back to tuesday wednesday at the latest thursday if we need to just to get a show in because we don't know what shift you you know what shift you're going on nope not yet not yet so just bear with us here we're going to try to fix everything and make everything come out earlier rather than later you can still hear us on the unhinged sports network at 9 a.m on thursday yeah and right. speaking of the Unhinged Sports Network, Race Day Unhinged, starting at 9 a.m. on race days, is now going to start at noon on race day. Okay, that's that's good. That's kind of, okay, so yeah. It, that's it, it give time people to time for people to wake up, go to church and all that, and then listen to our show at noon on the Unhinged Sports Network exclusively on there. And like I said, Thursdays you can still listen to In the Marbles on the Unhinged Sports Network. You know, I never really... It's weird how we've done the show for this long and not even realized about how, like, Thursdays seem, like, so later it's in the so week. Late. All of a and sudden, I'm now surprised. we're like, wait a minute. You that know? might be the X factor. <laughs> wait a that minute. That will help us out a lot, man. But uh, So ah, that's kind weird. of, like, the yeah. front-end notes that we have here from In the Marvel. So stay tuned for that. I know it's going to be a little bit of a change for everybody, but it beats hearing the news last. You don't want to listen when you're prepping for Atlanta about about Phoenix stuff, do you? No. You want to hear about Atlanta yeah, stuff. Yeah, cuz usually that point. when Thursday rolls around, if this was pre-COVID days, the usually when Thursday rolls around, that's when the NASCAR, that's when the weekend's kind of almost technically yeah, getting that, started. That's when the practices start for the truck series yeah. and maybe some Xfinity series practice. So, we're going to switch it to the start of the month and maybe sometime I I hope in the future if our schedules match up right, you come in on Sunday. We do the show post race, edit it, and drop it Monday at, yeah. at sooner, sooner rather than late. We're going to try to get these out to you guys as soon as possible, and still catching up on YouTube. Gosh, dog man, if that ain't a kick in the butt, I, I need it because I I think the last one we did was the COVID, or not the COVID, but the bush <laughs> the bush clash Oof, stuff. Yeah. Maybe we need to take a break from that. No, I've got to keep pushing, man. Oh, got to okay. keep pushing, yeah, just like yeah. everything else in life. You, you made a commitment, got to keep pushing with it, but. uh that's all. That's all the kind of the notes we have. Uh, but we're gonna hit into the news because I got an interesting news story here. Oh, okay, I can't wait to and hear I this one. I bet you maybe have some Formula One preseason testing stuff that's going on here. Yeah, we. I, I'm sure I'll touch on it when we get there. There's not a whole lot to talk about. Just three days of it. So yeah, but interesting three days. The timesheets oh, on there. We got to talk about yeah, it. Hands absolutely. on real quick. But we're gonna get into the news here of auto racing. In the news presented here and in the marbles by Fubo. Fubo cut the cord with expensive satellite and cable providers and go to Fubo. It's a streaming 
TV service and half the price, it's worth a shot and you might just be hooked. So you can start your seven-day free trial by heading over to inthemarbles.net under the Partners tab. And at the bottom of the page, link to Fubo, follow that. And again, seven-day free trial. If you don't like it, pay double for TV. What can I say? Hey, it is what it is. It I is guess. what it is, I guess. But <laughs> the one piece of news story that I have, I found very interesting and came across this while strolling on Facebook was Danica Patrick back in the news. It says here on in the article that she believes Stuart Haas Racing let her down, ending her winless NASCAR career. Stuart Haas Racing Stuart let her Haas down? Stuart Haas Racing let her down. And I'm going to just key up the few points I have here, and I'm going to share this with everybody this week and okay. get their thoughts on it. But the big thing with Danica Patrick was her sponsorship, GoDaddy. Yeah. came with her from all the way through the Xfinity Series, then Nationwide Series, all the way up to the Cup Series. So she brought GoDaddy, which, would, which really was a beautiful car in, in, unless she wrecked it. And she said, I bought the original sponsors, which was in this case GoDaddy, because they liked me. And they liked me because of, and they were there because they liked me. But at some point, most drivers, and at some point in time, most drivers, the team finds more money. I don't know what she meant by that. That's what she said. Oh, she, I, you know, I think she's trying to say there. I think she's trying to say that um, there's, if you, if you have like a, say if like a, for instance, Stuart Haas Racing, you have a four team camp. Money. Some people always like to say that more money gets thrown towards other people. Vice, say like Richard Childress Racing, for example, Austin Dillon. Usually, most I always thought that most of the resources and the money were all going there instead of splitting it evenly when they had like Paul Menard there. Yeah, even though well, Paul Menard brought a lot of money, it was more resources were probably spent towards like Austin Dillon. I think that's what she's kind of trying to say. Yeah, right may, there. Maybe kind of what she's trying to say right there. And also, I think it was un. It was an easy road for most teams. Where I brought sponsors up, and they were full time sponsors, and they and they had to be motivated to go find more sponsors, and the motivation varied. With the Great Recession in the rearview mirror, Patrick's was lining up money that should have been easier for Stuart Haas Racing. When it didn't happen, Patrick announced her retirement and arranged a 2018 farewell double, the. Daytona 500 and Indianapolis 500 after go tally realizing we were more in line than ever as brands and it was so perfect. So pretty much she's blaming Stuart Haas Racing for switching up sponsorships and whatever. I don't know. And it just kind of, it just kind of made me laugh. It just I and, mean and, yeah, it, I mean that was from Sports Casting and it came out March 15th, 2021. So a little bit of a late it, article just, there, but, it sounds like you know, maybe she was just, I, I mean, I can understand if she's upset, but it from what you read, it sounds like she's trying to say that maybe the money and resources weren't spent properly throughout the team and on her. And maybe it was like that. I don't know. I was, I'm not on the team, but at the same time, I don't know why she would say that they ended her career unless we really know other things deep down inside. But I mean, she, Danica Patrick just seemed like she was always kind of caught up in some bad luck situations is what it was. That's what I kind of broke it down to. She was always just caught up at the wrong place in the wrong time or, you know, just it, it it happens to the best of them. But I don't don't know if I'd say that that would Stuart Haas really ruined her career though. No, Stuart Haas. I I don't think teams ruin careers. I think she just got caught up in some bad luck. I think drivers don't perform up to par. And she was really hyped up. 
she was really hyped up coming into the sport of NASCAR, whether it was nationwide or Cup Series. She proved herself on the IndyCar Series winning in Japan. Mm-hmm. I know, two completely different series, but she won an IndyCar race. Pretty big feat. Not an easy undertaking there. But at the same time, when she came into NASCAR, she didn't live up to expectations. And you can blame the crew. You can blame the crew chief. You can blame the cars. You can blame the team. You can blame the sponsors. You could. I want to hear drivers say, hey, I just didn't hack it. Yeah. Instead of blaming everybody else for their woes, have a look at yourself in the mirror and decide, maybe I was the issue with the team and not the team itself. Well, like, I'll go back to it again. Like I said, if she's seen that maybe resources weren't spread on her properly, that, honestly, that does happen at times in certain racing. I mean... I don't really know how much of a difference it makes in Formula One, but you know, in Formula One, you have a tr- number one and you have a number two driver. Yeah. And some people like to say, oh, the teams will focus on the number one more. Well, yeah, probably they might do because I mean, the I, number I, one driver usually is the one that's better performing anyways. Yeah, so. I, would be, I would be not surprised if Mercedes got on the radio to both hats and said, move out of the way so Hamilton can Yeah, win. Hamilton's on his way through. You know, he's... We want to secure a championship. Yeah, Hamilton's right. the number one driver. He's in the lead. Move over. Give him the 25 points. You finish second. Yeah. That's the way it's been in the past with the infamous incident of Michael Schumacher, Rubens Barrichello. Yeah. So, so it, it happens. Team orders happen. Yeah, absolutely. But usually, I think for the most part, NASCAR says, here's your equipment. Get with your crew chief. Tune the car and go. Mm-hmm. Danica Pactor just didn't do it. Well, I, it, it could also come down to, I mean, if she's saying that they didn't utilize things properly, I'm not saying that she's not a bad driver, but what if she didn't have the skill level that some of the other guys there did? So maybe they tend to focus on others she more. She always excelled way too fast up the Xfinity series. And yeah, you, I mean, you've already you said that before plenty yeah, of times yeah. that people sometimes they just get propelled too fast is the problem, so... Not saying she's a bad driver. I'm just saying I could I could honestly see if maybe they were spending the resources wrong. But to go out and just flat out and say that a team has ruined your racing career without really I don't know. I just don't see enough to really make a judgment call on that one. No, yeah. I mean I don't blame. Stuart I would love Hot to racing. know more, maybe. But well, if that, she were to explain it, well, to that's me. like Eric Almirola. He isn't doing so hot. He hasn't been really performing to the likes of maybe a Kevin Harvick at Stuart Haas Racing, right? But will he blame Stuart Haas Racing for him not doing well? No, he had just as much chance of Harvick. Yeah. Harvick's just a better driver. Mm-hmm. So you really can't blame that. But you got any F1 news? Uh, well, we just finished with a couple, three days to three be exact. Days of testing. testing who, do we have to, who do we have to watch out for here in the Formula 1 circuit? Right now, it looks... I don't think Mercedes is really shaking in their boots, but they're, I, I'm hearing that they're a little worried about Red Bull at this point. Okay. Red Bull was looking... Pretty darn fast, but this is all just testing. Well, I mean, it, hoopla. It, it, but would, would you say preseason testing is a way for Formula One to maybe iron out the stuff? Like, like say, oh, take, absolutely. A, take a Mercedes. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to throw out their best engine and the best car no. and everything. They're, I mean, right now, I mean, I bet it's just, oh, get in the car, get comfortable, flip the switches and see what Oh, I can tell you exactly what was going down. Look, let's see. The most laps run out of the three days were between... Alfa Romeo and Alfa Tauri both at 422 laps total wow. over three days. That's like 15 races. Yeah, Mercedes <laughs> ran the least amount at 304. But, I mean, you're talking about – so 
in Formula One, I still haven't really gotten it all down yet. But Formula One, most of the parts are all the same, but teams are allowed to do different things, like different arrow things and stuff like that. So that's what teams were doing. They're out there testing different arrow packages that they've designed from last year. And so, you know, like Red Bull the other day, um, I think they had uh, Max Verstappen on track, but they had like a camera that was taped to the side of the car pointed down at like these diffusers. And that's what they're out there doing. They're just running laps, but they're trying to see how these things are working. Yeah, they're doing arrow tests. Yeah, they're all kinds of testing you can think of. That's what they were doing. I mean, they had these weird like things that go on the front of the car, these like wide looking wing things. I can't, I have to find a picture of it, but it was the weirdest thing ever to see on track. But yeah, right now I think it's between, I hear it's Red Bull and McLaren was looking pretty darn good as well. That's good to hear. In terms of testing, but it was a pretty interesting three days of testing. Answer me this. I've seen on Twitter and Facebook that Haas is not racing this season. Can you confirm that? Really? Where did you see that at? I saw it online. I have not heard anything like that. But I was wondering if they were testing. Okay, if they were testing, because they got but Mick Schumacher. Yeah. Uh Okay, so yeah, yeah, they're testing. I saw something weird, like Haas, it might have been just a Frank and stuff, but it shows what... Looking, okay, so... Yeah, real real quick, what are are you looking at here? The classification, so this is from day three. These are the results from day three right here. Max Verstappen was fastest. And then an Alpha Tower was in second, that uh, Yuki Sonoda guy. I think that's how you say his last name. Ooh. But, uh, let's see here. Kimi Raikkonen was fourth with Alfa Romeo. He ran 165 laps on day three. Yeah. That's a lot of laps. At least for them, that is. Right. So, uh, let's see. Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton was fifth. Hamilton and Botas were, like, all over the place. I mean, it, that's pretty much what it is. It, Having the fastest time, I don't think, really does a whole lot of justice. No, I think just it's just like, a lot of testing. But you should have seen the sand that was everywhere for, like, the last two days. Oh, yeah, Bob It Rain. was <laughs> windy and sandy everywhere. Windy it was crazy. It was crazy. So exciting stuff. Not this weekend, but next weekend. As when we'll, uh, and we'll make sure to cover that on a race uh, day unhinged man, I can't on top wait. of NASCAR, man. I can't We're going to have to split up the show, show more. Well, it depends on what time they're racing at, too, because if... Yeah, if it's in the morning, but yeah, we'll figure it out. That's man. okay. Yeah, it's whatever. You know, we can always cover it in our weekly show. That's technically of, of like a way, can. you know. Yeah, so, that's the way hey, we normally have done it. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, Bahrain, the first race this season, I'm pretty freaking excited. This last three days of watching, like, highlights, I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. I can't wait. Right. I'm so stoked right now. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, awesome. Before we get into the Xfinity and Cup races from Phoenix, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, Matt, before we move any further, guess what month it is? It is the month of March. Month of March, and that means we got a new discount for our Teespring store. What's that discount code, Preston? Discount code this time around will be Formula One. The word formula, and then the number one, of course. All one word. That makes sense, because NASCAR was last started off last month. Formula One starts up this month. At the end of the month, we'll get the Formula One season underway. So if you head over to inthemarbles.net, Go into the merch tab, head over to the Teespring link. You know, well, we could probably forget about hoodies at this point because it's say, hot outside. I would say it's starting to warm up now. Yeah, hoodies, so t-shirts, forego those till the fall. T-shirts, you know, hat, uh, hats, right? Yeah, well, in the works. In the works. Okay, so T-shirts, mugs. There's other things over there. I'm sure there's a whole list of stuff. I don't want oh, to yeah. name it all because why would I name it all? Nobody's going to go over there and look in. Yeah, then just head over to inthemarbles.net under the merch tab and check it out. Yeah, inthemarbles.net under the merch tab, Teesprings. Don't forget... At Formula One for twenty percent off this time. That's right, twenty percent off. This off. Month. So that's a pretty good till deal. The this end time of March. Till the end of March. Till the thirty first of March. So Formula One twenty percent off till the end of March. Go check it out in the marbles.net. 
Scroll over the merch tab, you'll find the Teespring link. Xfinity race and cup race, both from Phoenix and initial thoughts of the weekend, Preston, because to me, it was a typical Phoenix race. Nothing really to write home about. There were some interesting points throughout both races that made it somewhat fun to watch for that amount of time. But overall, for me, typical Phoenix race really wasn't that good of a race to me. It's like what I said on the race day show. Business as usual. I felt it was just going to be business as usual, and I was hoping that I was going to jinx it, like I said, too. I was like, oh, business as usual, but hopefully I've jinxed it at this point. Nah, not so much. Not so much. Uh, We're going to start off with the Xfinity race here. In the Xfinity race, Austin Austin Sindrick scored his second win of 2021 and somewhat of an exciting race there at the end, battling... Get uh, Ty Gibbs there, and, and Ty Gibbs is something else, yeah, man. Keep him is. on your radar. He is one. He won the Arca race. Yep. And now he wants. He's he's, his, he's he does have a win. Also, he's got a win in a second place. So what? That's an average of one point five in two starts. Watch out for Look out. Watch out for Ty Gibbs, man. He might be uh, taking Kyle Busch's spot here for long. Ooh. And you heard it here fo- first, <laughs> folks. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Maybe, <laughs> <Boom>. maybe. <laughs> But here's what my takeaway from this weekend is. In the first, what, five races now that we've done in the Xfinity series, what's going on with Junior Motorsports? Struggles. Junior Motorsports has this gremlin in their system here because I've got all four drivers listed here. I'm talking Justin Allgaier, Noah Gregson, Michael Arnett, and Josh Berry. Though he's running a limited schedule, he is running in that organization that best average finish right now is Josh Berry with an average of 20th. The best finish from this weekend from that junior motorsports camp was 8th from from Justin Allgaier, and that was his best finish in 2021 20, so far. Wow. He has an average finish so far in this season of a 22.8. The worst and this surprised me. The worst average finish as of right now, Noah Gregson, who had some mechanical issues this past weekend in Phoenix, finishing 39th. What's going on with Junior Motorsports? Because last year, they were the talk of the town. It might and be one of those four, bad luck things. For the past few years, they've been the talk of the town. But Junior Motorsports right now is struggling. What's going on with Junior Motorsports? That's the big question of the day for yeah, me absolutely. from the Xfinity series. No, that's, a very, that's, that's a huge question. That's a burning question right there. It's just... Maybe they've run into some maybe bad luck or something. I don't know. That's uh, I mean, like okay, so one of those bad finishes. Remember when Noah Gregson was leading at Homestead? Yep. And David Starr just cut a tire down right there. Right. I mean, that's just bad luck. I mean, what are you going to do about it? And just wreck right in the back of him. That's it. That injured night just like that. So I'm just going to say maybe it's just some bad luck. Maybe hopefully they can get some kinks ironed out or something there. But I don't. I don't think it's just underperformance. I. I think they're just. Kind of on one of those little things where it's just like you have bad luck for a couple races. You just got to start turning it around. But see, here's the problem. It hasn't been a couple of races for Junior Motorsports. This is their fifth race right now where they haven't performed well. Usually you see these cars in the top 15 and up. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, and we'll get more into Josh Berry's accident with Santino for Oh, Santino Ferrucci. Santino Ferrucci. Thank you, my friend. Here later. But at the same time... I mean, that's the big burning question right now for me in the Xfinity Series. What is wrong with 
Junior Motorsports, and can they catch this fast enough before they tailspin out of control to the point where it's, you know, you're you're in air. Let's do an avionic analogy right now. Okay, you're going into a stall. Are they high enough where they can rebound from the stall and correct it and get back on course, or are they too low at this point? And is it too early for them to say, crash and burn? We'll kind of salvage what we can and go to 2022. Well. Let's see here. Justin Allgaier is currently the highest one in points, sitting in 11th. And he is 134 points back of first. Ty Gibbs sits 15th in points right now, 160 back from the leader. With two starts. With two starts. Now, see, Noah Gregson's 167 back. I mean... He's having an abysmal year. An abysmal year. Yeah, this is... um, Wait... I dare say you need to maybe a couple more rate. I mean, they will give you need to, to start turning it around like immediately. You're now at this have point. to give it at this point with junior motorsports, a quarter of the season. You can't say, well, wait till I, halfway. You can't wait. No, till halfway yeah. I wouldn't even at this point looking camp. at judging at the standings. I wouldn't even give it a quarter of the season. I mean, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pull this out fast, yeah, man. But it's got to be hurry. But Josh Berry, he had a very interesting chase Elliott esque reaction to Santana Ferrucci there for what appeared to me to be a racing incident did you see it i did not catch it i missed that and i was trying to find they it. were coming off of the, what was old turn four right and ferrucci washed up the track which caused barry to to me react and hit the wall cut down the tire and then uh, somebody else hit him in the left rear added the insult to injury spins him out and barry told ferrucci that he was number one if you know what I mean. Oh, I uh, trust me. Off. I he saw the picture, yeah, he, but it okay. was all like blurred out. Yeah, but he did it. And, you know, to me, I mean, it wasn't a, you know, I don't think Ferrucci meant to do that. Maybe he got loose. I mean, the, yeah, traction, if he's washing up the, the track. traction compound was at the top. The PJ1 was at the top of the yeah. track. And Ferrucci appeared to be off that traction compound. Maybe he got a little loose or something. Washed up the track. His spotter, Barry spotter, I didn't hear the spotter communication. Maybe he said... Oh, watch out. And was he like outside, outside, or was he a little bit further back on the outside? He was, I'd say he was outside. Did he, outside. Had, did he see him enough to react saying, oh crap, you know, himself? Or maybe Barry just, you know, got loose and did it. I don't know. But he took out his frustration on Ferrucci there. And I, I didn't agree with that. I, now, if Ferrucci would have dumped him, yeah, that's another topic. Okay. Yeah. I think you have justifiable right to, and it helped the ratings of the Xfinity series. If you did that, but speaking of dumping, we we'll get to that. Oh, geez. And yeah. the Cup series. Yeah. But let me ask you this though. So they blurred him out on TV, well, at least his hands, when he was making the whole um gesture, I guess you could say, because I saw a picture and it was blurred out. Yeah. So I'm assuming that they blurred it out on TV. Yes, they did, because I did see a replay of that. Now, let me ask you this. Remember last year when was it last year when Chase Elliott? That was last year at Darlington, Yeah, that was the right? Darlington. He never got blurred out when he did that right away. No, he didn't. Let me ask you this. Is NASCAR becoming too soft on this now? I mean, that's another top. I mean, that's a... What, what do you mean? You're going to have to elaborate on this. Okay, so we saw Chase Elliott get away with doing it on TV, given the bird. Maybe And they didn't blur it out. Maybe because when Chase Elliott did it, the live camera was on him, and he flipped the bird, and... 
it was live and stuff like that. But when we, they pulled up Barry stuff, it was a replay. And then okay. did, that's that's my assumption of the whole situation because it if, didn't look live to me when he did it on TV. Yeah, if it were me, I don't think I would. I don't know. Maybe there's a there's a fine line between blurring it out or not. But that right there, kind of like to me, gives NASCAR. It's like remember how back in the day when drivers remember we talked about before drivers had their own like um, what's the word I'm looking for? We talked about it before. Kind of police your own type stuff. Yeah, and you know, drivers have their own like mentality and stuff like that. And we saw the boys have at it and stuff like that. Well, NASCAR won and the boys have at it. That was kind of lame to even call it that. So good job, NASCAR, on that one. But anyways, do you do you think that them blurring out makes it seem NASCAR is supposed to be so like shooting towards a certain demographic? No, I think NASCAR doesn't want to get fined by Fox or anybody like that, so they're gonna Blur it out. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I just missed the way NASCAR used to be. Because I also have another thing. I mean, it's just like this little... Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Like, um, I can't even, like think of words these days it's just like one of these things that annoys the crap out of me but the cup series when on fox they do the whole when you see drivers they have them drawn as like they're in like a comic book i, I can't stand I, that i don't understand that i can't stand that whatsoever and i have yet to meet anybody that even agrees with liking that so that's just something real quick i wanted to get off my my mind i didn't really like it too much but yeah that oh, okay i just wanted to ask you about that whole thing because it was just weird to see it blurred out, but if you're saying it wasn't live, then I can understand why. No, so. to, to me, I mean, it made it fun. I mean, Josh Berry obviously frustrated at Ferrucci there. It happens. And, and it happens. I mean, yeah. drivers will do that, and I, I don't mind if, but I think he's unfounded and kind of wrong in that. I think if he watches the replay, and I'm sure he has at this point, and saw what would happen, I don't think it was really Ferrucci's fault. That's just me, though. So, rating the race for the Xfinity race again, Austin Cindric winning his second of the year, and Dell Jr.'s race team, Junior Motorsports, struggling. That was kind of the big takeaways for the day for me. I gave it a memorability 7, excitement 8, unpredictability 6, competitiveness 7, and intensity 7. Overall race rating for the Xfinity race, a 7. So, just kind of a okay race. You know, I, right. like I said, I don't like Phoenix. I don't really... It's not on my top list for to me to go there. I don't like it. Do I want that as a championship race? Absolutely not. I I thought it was an abysmal race. They should limit it to one a year. I agree with that. There, and, I think um, it should be one a year now. Not even keep it at the, keep it at the front end of the schedule, and then so we could get it in our rearview mirror and get it out of the way fast. Because I don't right. like I don't like watching the races there. I don't want to go there. There's nothing about Phoenix or Arizona for that matter that impresses me to the point where it's like i'll take the time to go over there that's just me i mean other people over there in phoenix let me know if you are in the phoenix area and you like the racing there or yeah. if you're out there and you like the racing there yell at me on 
at Twitter at Marbles in and let me know because to me I don't like the racing there at Phoenix. I really don't. So how would you rate the race? I give memorability a five. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be the best rating ever. And Excitement it- was a seven. Intensity was a seven. Competitiveness, I gave a seven. And unpredictability, I gave a six. It was a six point four. I just, I just the whole weekend just was not. Yeah, it's Phoenix, man. It's Phoenix. Look, and- I totally agree with you. Phoenix should just be one race at this point. Yeah. And and of course, but like I've said, I feel like they should rotate the championship race every year. It no, should be the keep same it track. Homestead. Keep it at Homestead. Well, Homestead was a very good race. So I kind of, yeah, sure. Yeah, keep not? it at Homestead or maybe even go old schooler than that. And, old schooler. Old school than that <laughs> and go Atlanta for the last race of the season. I liked Atlanta. I like Atlanta. I'm looking forward to next weekend. Yeah. Or this next weekend here for Atlanta. But going to the cup race now, Martin Truex Jr. gets it done earlier this year in 2021 than he did last year when he till Martinsville last year to score his first win of the season. A little bit of a gap there because this is only his second win in those two seasons. So he waited almost a year to get it done again. Martin Truex Jr. just back on the rail. But that was good for him and good for Joe Gibbs Racing. But not everything this weekend was good for Joe Gibbs Racing. To be more specific, their flagman and I would say standard bearer of that team, Kyle Busch. His woes continue, finishing 25th at the race at Phoenix following an uncontrolled tire during a green flag pit stop. In the same cycle of pit stops, Kyle Larson had a speeding penalty but rebounded very well. Yeah, he did. Finishing 7th in the race. But Kyle Busch could not rebound finishing 25th, like I said. And man, just like we talked about with Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity Series, we're going to focus on Kyle Busch. I don't know what it was because after the pandemic hit, and everybody stopped practicing, stopped qualifying, stopped fine-tuning. Kyle Busch has been, has, let's just say, pockets full of lead, and he's sinking, and he's sinking fast. And as we mentioned earlier, Ty Gibbs is climbing fast with lack of practice and getting into Xfinity cars and winning races and finishing seconds and competing for a win in that series. What's wrong with Kyle Busch? Let me ask you that. I, I don't know what to say other than bad luck. This guy definitely has some bad luck. No, there's no way this is yeah, bad luck. Yeah, I think it's just bad luck, honestly. Look at an uncontrolled tire on a pit stop. That's because, just unlucky. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, Joey Le- driver Denny Hamlin finished third this past weekend in Phoenix. Joey Logano finished second, had an outstanding run, almost won the race, I dare say. Kozlowski fourth, Harvick fourth, Larson had a penalty as well, finished seventh. We talked about that. William Byron, eighth. Christopher Bell, ninth. And Ryan Blaney, unper- you know, really un. Nothing much happened with him, finishing tenth. All these drivers in the top ten have no practice, no qualifying. Yet Kyle Bush and his fans are saying it's the lack of practice. It's a lack of on-track activity in order to fine-tune that car. That is whereas, a valid point. Whereas, let's see here, whereas 37 other drivers were in the same boat they that Kyle Busch was in for this weekend, and some ran well, some didn't. What I mean, your thoughts here? Because to me, it's an excuse of why he's not doing well. Now, I don't know why he's not doing well. Maybe his priorities are shifting in his head. I mean, we saw this kind of with Adele Jr. where he's just not performing well. Maybe family life is starting to take more of a priority. His son's growing up. 
His wife's there. Not saying they're not going to let Kyle Bush do whatever, but I know personally for me, if I have really nothing else to prove, maybe a Daytona 500 it's missing from the resume in the Cup Series, and my family's growing up without me there. I want to spend time with my kids. I want to spend time with my wife. A series champion, right? Two time series champion. So I maybe, mean, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe you have a, you know, maybe you're onto something. Maybe the priorities are shifting. And maybe he just doesn't have it all there anymore. He, I don't know what his contract looks like these days. Because well, to hear Kyle Bush and his fans say that it is a lack of practice that's causing him to run poorly. Well, well anybody well, could say that. Well, well, then what's going on with Martin Trex Jr.? Lack of practice. Denny Hamlin, lack of practice. Christopher Bell, lack of practice. And even Bubba Wallace, who finished 16th this week, past weekend, lack of practice. Kyle Bush was running against... Uh, Justin Haley. Justin Haley beat him. Ryan Freese barely beat him. He beat, barely beat Corey LaJoy. All these drivers who C teams. He's running in the C team category right now. I'm okay, so yeah. So, so to me, fans I mean, saying that lack of practice. I mean, that could go either way. Anybody could use that. But well, I could say it was lack of practice because Brakislawski didn't win, but he finished fourth. Leading the race, a lot. yeah. Like I said, anybody can say it, but I mean, I, I really don't know what could be wrong with him. What at this point, it is a cop out excuse for any driver to say, "Oh, lack of practice will do anything for it." Kyle yeah. Busch is struggling, and he's been struggling since we came back to Darlington after NASCAR started back last year. After they had their couple month break, he might he may have. I mean, like, like I, I'm saying again, like you said, you might be onto something. Maybe he is realizing something. Hey, you know, may, his priorities may have shifted. He's probably like, you know, oh, this isn't as important as I once was to me. I'm a two-time series champ now. I've got my own truck series team. Yeah, you're a team. You want to hang out with your your family now? Your kids racing. Yeah, maybe maybe subconsciously his priorities are just shifting. Yeah, maybe maybe he's like you know, hey, I can just hang on with the the truck team, run the truck team every once in a while, but keep them in business. They're doing well. I can run a race here and there, but you know, my kid is racing these days, and he wants to be the first kid, and maybe his kid wants to uh, maybe he wants his kid to succeed in racing in general. So maybe, but to me, I mean, I don't know why he's not doing well and. And I don't want him to not to do well because I'd like seeing him compete well so I can root against him. Yeah. And I don't mind seeing him win. Who knows when he'll win again? I don't I think it might be later on in the year. Will he make the playoffs? I don't know. I don't know if he will or not. Because as of right now, he is thirteenth in the playoff standings. So he's not out, out of it yet. He's not out of it. If the playoffs were held now, he would be thirteenth. So he's he's still in there to me. But, buddy, you better pick it up fast or else, or else drivers like Alex Bowman, Chris Bush, or maybe even a Bubba Wallace, Cole Custer might get it together and come up there. But you have anything else on Kyle Bush before we move on to our next little tidbit from the Cup Race at Phoenix? Uh, nope. All right. So my next one, and this has been the talk ever since it happened there. Again, my TV went out, so I listened to the race on MRN, which was fun. They do a great job over there on MRN and NASCAR radio. I love it. Bubba staying out. He had about seven laps on his tires, and then the caution came out. I think it was because of Kyle Busch. 
as a matter of fact. And Mike Wheeler, who is Bubba Wallace's crew chief, said stay out. Expecting, I dare say, a lot of other handful of drivers to stay out as well. It turns out everybody behind them came in and in front of him came in. So he was out there on old tires. Seven lap old tires doesn't seem like a lot, but he quickly dropped like a stone there. And a lot of people were giving Mike Wheeler a hard time about it because he, he was running well that race. He did run well at Phoenix. Bubba Wallace did. Staying out, I mean, what do you got to lose there? I mean, maybe That's what that's what a crew chief does. I mean, you with a team like that who has not been maybe performing like people thought they would right out the gate, sometimes you have to take those chances. And You know what? If people are going to grill you, that's fine. You're a Cup Series crew chief. That's what this is. This that's what this racing is mostly about when it comes down to a crew chief. It's coming down to talking with your driver and taking chances at certain things. And you know, hey, maybe sometimes it doesn't pay off. You know, if it paid off, oh, I'm sure everybody'd be like, yeah, hey, great job. What a what a way to do it. What but you a know call, what? but now it didn't. So no, Mike Wheeler is so- getting blamed for it, and I don't think that necessarily hurt them because they ended up with a 16 place finish, a very good, respectable run for a new team. And I do see this. Is this a sign that things are starting to click with 23XI Racing? They led laps, and they finished in the top 20. They were So everybody was excited to see him. What if Bubba Wallace wins today? Well, that'd be great. However, it wasn't meant to be maybe Atlanta. Maybe they'll have something for Atlanta. But I, I think this is a sign that 23XI is starting to click in that Toyota Racing Camp, and things are starting to click for them because... The pace he's going, he might just, you know, maybe get a top 10 in Atlanta. And then in the following race, get a top five or maybe a top 10, but maybe a win here and there thrown in there. Because I think if I'm if memory serves me right, you and I picked him to win and to get into the playoffs this year. So, again, we'll have to wait and see. I think these are th- signs things are clicking for 23XI. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I said it before. The team just needs... You know, I didn't think they would come out swinging right away. They just they needed a little bit of time because it is a new team. So you kind of need not all teams are going to fire off the same way. So they needed some races to get things down, and hopefully this is a good, I guess you could say, turning point. Yeah, and you it was know? his best career finish of the year. So our best finish of the year so far at a sixteenth. Yeah. His previous one was a seventeenth at the Daytona five hundred. Other than that, he's been in the twenties. Yeah. So maybe maybe. Mike Wheeler did a good thing for keeping him out, keeping Absolutely. him out of the top twenty, yeah. out of the twentieth place. But at the same time, he's got to bring these numbers up. I think maybe things are starting to turn around for them, but it's too early to tell. We're going to have to wait to our mid-season report before we get into that stuff. But how do you rate the race? I'm going to let you start. How you rated the Cup race Sunday? You might not like my rating. It's okay. You might not like mine either. I gave memorability of five again. Okay, this time on the Cup Series side, excitement was a six. Intensity, it was a six. Competitiveness, I gave a seven. There was some. Oh my gosh! What'd you unpredictability, get? I gave a seven. Oh, so close. Six point two was the overall. I have everything right for you. So memorability seven, excitement six, competitiveness seven, intensity six, unpredictability. I though gave an eight because Martin Truex squeaked it out there and taking the win away from Penske Racing. Six point eight for me. So overall. I, I say, for me, the Xfinity race wins the race of the weekend there. But hang on, folks. We got a double header on Saturday. And on Sunday, you have the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 from Atlanta starting on at 
starting at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fox on Sunday. That's March 21st. Xfinity's is going to have the Echo Park 250 at Atlanta, March 20th at 5 p.m. And before that, you're going to have the Freight Auction 200 at Atlanta on March 20th at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. Make sure to tune in to Race Day Unhinged again at noon to hear all you need to know. Get you ready for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 at Atlanta. And Preston, before we get into our final thoughts here, you have anything else regarding this race weekend? To me, like you said, it was status quo, nothing out of the ordinary. Phoenix, thumbs down for me. Don't like that track. Never liked that track. And I'm glad it's over until the season finale. And even then, when the season finale comes and we do our final race day show and race season and race week show of the season, you're gonna hear me sing sing the same song. You might as well just listen to this episode and tell me give you an idea of what I expect of Phoenix. Right. Um well again, this is kind of leading off remember so when Noah Gregson wrecked out at Homestead in the Xfinity series and he got on he said it in the interview right away that it was all David Starr's fault, blah, blah, blah. I, I do remember that, yeah. And then he it's, went it's on never, Twitter. It's like our iRacing saying, if you reckon iRacing is someone else's fault. Yeah, and so then he went on Twitter, and he kept defending it, and he stuck with the same story. It was David Starr's fault, blah, blah, this and that. Yeah. Well, if I don't know if some people really remember or not, but Cody Ware in the 51, <laughs> crashing into Anthony Alfredo in the 38. I, I do remember that, because the first thing that came to my thought when that happened was Preston and Dev from Fast Lap are going to be pretty upset about that, especially Deb. Oh, listen, <laughs> she was very upset about it. Like, I mean, upset. She was angry. Because Cody Rare ran. I mean, he, yeah, did, he so, didn't just yeah, get loose exactly. and run into him. So, he ran. Yeah, Anthony Alfredo did have a damage. <laughs> he had a tire down before because I think he got into the wall or something like that. I can't remember. Cody Rare went on Twitter after this during the race, and this is what he said. Racing on the lead lap, and our day ended by a damaged lap car. Wait. Wait. Afredo was on the lead lap, wasn't he? I don't think it matters. Well, I don't... I don't yeah, either way, Cody Ware wasn't on the lead lap, Cody, I he was on the lead lap, but, I mean... <laughs> but some, wait wait a minute. He's talking like he's a Kyle Busch getting Exactly, wrecked. but here's like, the thing. Like somebody took a he's win away from He's saying that him. Anthony Alfredo... It's Anthony Alfredo's fault, but clearly on the replay... Cody I mean, Rare, he drove right, right into Cody him. Cody Ware ran into Alfredo. On the replay, it looked like maybe he had a tire go down, and that's why he just kept driving straight and just straight up dumped Alfredo. But I was like, so, like, Deb was upset. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And she goes, oh, I can't believe this. He's on Twitter saying that it's Alfredo's fault. And I was like, what are you talking about? She forwarded it to me, and I was like, get out of town. This is like a Noah Gregson incident. Cody Ware is on here saying... Anthony Alfredo is the one that ended his day. And I'm like looking at the replay going, what? You know, and of course, people proceeded on Twitter to just rail Cody Ware, just put hang him up and just and, you know, I feel bad for the guy because some people, you know, it's those keyboard warriors that go in there and just just lay it on them. And, you know, it's and, and by the way, before you get into that, Anthony Alfredo's finish average finish this year, 28 28- 27.8 and Cody Ware's average finish up to this point in the year 29.2. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, and I guess Cody Ware has dealt with some kind of some mental issues, which is it, you know, it's nothing to take lightly. 
But then he talked about how he was going to back off social media for a little bit. And, you know, I can understand just that. Cause but you have social, just because you have mental issues doesn't mean it gives you an excuse to act like a complete jerk on social media. Yeah, see, and I was going to ask you, you know, are these guys like a little premature to think and just are they one of those people that just think before they don't think before they speak? I mean, you're going out there on Twitter saying blaming it on another car when the replay clearly shows you driving into the corner and running right into Alfredo. Like, you can't tell me that Alfredo was just going slow all of a sudden. Well, Cody Ware is 25 years old, so it might be one of those things like we talked about with a Noah Gregson where, right. hey, man, slow down a little. And and who do I mean? Again, we're going to go back to this. Who am I to say, hey, slow down, man? You know, but. Look, 20- those Rick Ware racing cars are really not ever outside of the. Under 30th, I think. Usually yeah, I you mean, find those guys way in the back anyway. It's cool so. to, for them to show up. And at the same time, he, he's entitled to his opinion. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't think Alfredo did anything wrong. I think it was more of a Cody Ware incident. And, and I, again, going back to this whole Kyle Busch thing and people blaming lack of practice, I'd, I'd respect you more as a race car driver and probably as a man if you say, hey, I messed up. I apologize right. to Anthony Alfredo. I'll talk to him later because I know he's probably heated. You know, just own up to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you mess up, fess up. It was one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten in the Marine Corps. If you mess up, fess up. So for him saying that, I mean, I don't know. Let drivers do their thing. I just thought it was funny that that happened like that because when I saw that he had put that on Twitter, I was like, oh, man, come on. Like, this is a yeah. Noah Craigson all over again. And yeah, sure, these guys are in the back of the field and whatnot. But I mean, come on. It's yeah. the same thing. So, you know. I just found that interesting. Wanted to share it. Well, I'm glad you did. And uh, we'll just go ahead and uh, get ready for our final thoughts here. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our final thoughts and start wrapping up this episode. All right, Preston, before I wanted to get into our next segment here, I wanted to remind all the fans out there listening on your regular podcast platform or on the Unhinged Sports Network about our partnership with Fanatics, where you could get all your sports gears needs ready for the 2021 season for maybe NASCAR and buying some NASCAR t-shirts, hats, and getting ready to go to Daytona and support the teams there and support NASCAR. But not only just NASCAR, you could get any hockey stuff. I get Washington Capitals gear there all the time. I get, uh, I just ordered some more Vegas stuff off of there. See, you could get anything you need for any team that you want on fanatics.com. If you head over to our partners tab at in the marbles.net all the way at the bottom, you will see a link to our Fanatics page, and it'll start you off at NASCAR, but then you could branch off and go anywhere you want. That's in the marbles.net under the Partners page for Fanatics, and anything will help out the Unhinged Sports Network. And if you want to listen to the Unhinged Sports Network, you can head over to unhingedsn.com or just click under the Unhinged tab at in the marbles.net and click on the link, and it'll take you right there. That's unhingedsn.com. Go check them out. White flag, white flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. All right, getting ready to wrap up this episode of In the Marvels. I hope all the fans appreciate the earlier start date. I I don't know why we've been doing that for so long, but we have. Catch it early because yeah. I feel like we're going to do the show for a long time. So catch it early. We'll be done. We'll get this show out to you sooner rather than later. Hopefully sooner, way sooner. And like I said, Thursdays will be an anomaly now because I think we could get it out by Thursday at the latest. But we'll, we're going to shift it. And get it to you guys as early as we can, as soon as I could get it out the door and wrapped up in all that stuff. But anyway, In the Marvels 2.0 standings, how we always start off this segment of In the Marvels, our final thoughts here. Matt Camper had a great weekend at Phoenix and jumped 
Preston to take the lead in the in the Marvels 2.0 standings by 21 points. Whoa, he's got a 21 point he's lead got on a me. 21 point Holy lead on you. Holy crap! So you're in second with he's in first with one 981 points. You're in second with 960. SMR R and D 888. 43 and me 882. Unhinged Racing and Jim was happy about this. Jumped to fifth in the standings 855. Summers Racing, 830. Hunter, 221, 802. S-Blades, 794. I'm in ninth now with 776 points. This isn't looking good for me, man. Uh, so me and I, Matt I, I, are I, the I, only ones with 900. I, I know how... I'm starting to know how Junior Motorsports is feeling right now. Maybe <laughs> I can explain that way better <laughs> and talk about that. Smoking Woody, 717. Chuck, 8384, 687. Bun, 3, 584. And shake and bake with 372, and that is your lineup for In the Marvels 2.0, folks. I don't know if you can join it right now and catch Matt Camper or me and Matt. It looks, it sounds like Matt and I are just going to run away at this point. Yeah, you guys are running away with it, and and I'm not going to count out SMR R&D. He knows what he's doing, but if I don't pull it out fast going into Atlanta and further, I'm going to lose it. Yeah, you I'm going to hurry. I'm going to lose it fast. Uh, so now our driver of the week and this week in NASCAR driver of the week is a driver that raced in the seventies. And his name is Peter Hamilton, Peter Hamilton. He drove for Richard Petty motorsports for the majority of his time. And only actually run ran 64 races over six years. And his first race came into fireball 300 at Weaverville in 1968. His last race was in the 19. 19- 73 Atlanta 500. His first win was the 1970 Daytona 500. And his last win in his 1971 Daytona 500. Qualifier number one, whatever that means. I think that was like a, a qualification race, but that was weird. Anyway, he has four wins over his Cup Series career, 33 top tens and three poles. His achievements in the 1967 NASCAR Sportsman Division Champion, 1970 Daytona 500 winner, 1974 Snowball Derby winner. He was the 1968 NASCAR Grand National Series Rookie of the Year, New England Auto Racing Hall of Fame in 1998. Unfortunately, Peter died in 2017 at the age of 74 due to complications from a stroke in georgia mm. and that was your driver of the week this week uh very interesting and had the old plymouth car with the big wing on there yeah, the and, big wing on the yeah, back so uh very cool would have been fun to watch him race and unfortunately i wasn't born in the time of nascar's golden age so preston this week in nascar before we wrap up the show this week in nascar we date back to march the 16th of 1986 i was just born <laughs> Morgan Shepard driving Jack Beebe's unsponsored Buick holds Dale Earnhardt at bay in the final laps to win the Motorcraft 500 at Atlanta. The victory is second, the second, excuse me, of Shepard's NASCAR Winston Cup career, and that is this week in NASCAR. All right, man. You have anything else before we head to our done for the week, man? Again, this is an early episode for everybody out there on our podcast platforms, and like I said... I think it'll be better for the show. That's it, man. Do you have anything else before we wrap it up here? No, I don't 
I don't think so. We're just heading to Atlanta this weekend, which is exciting. And then after Atlanta, we have Bristol. Bristol Dirt, Dirt Track. Race. And Formula One starts that same weekend. Man, that's going to be a great that's weekend be, of racing. Tune in for that show. <laughs> I <definitely>. can't wait. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. I'd like to thank everybody so much for tuning in to us this week here in the Marbles. I'd like to thank all of the show's partners, Dr. Squatch Dope, Stand Up to Cancer, Flag and Anthem, Fubo, and Fanatics for all they do, not only for In the Marbles, but for the Unhinged Sports Network as well. Make sure to go to InTheMarbles.net to have links to all of our social media platforms. Make sure to follow us on there if you haven't already. For Preston Lude, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you again so much. And remember, Race Day Unhinged starts at noon for you're getting you ready for Atlanta. We'll see you guys next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.